Hello my beautiful humans, my name is B, and this is I'm 1 in 10, a podcast about living life with endometriosis. I wanted to start off today's podcast with saying a thank you so much for all your comments, everyone that's been messaging me about my story, everything. Um, it's just, I can't believe the amount of people that are relating to me. I'm really glad that I've started this podcast and have a place on Instagram where I've started to create this amazing community and what feels like family and they're just helping and it's absolutely amazing you guys can find me on instagram and facebook as i'm one in ten instagram i am definitely more active on i love sharing my artwork quotes and updates of when each podcast is coming out as well as sharing everyone's little fur babies (laughs) we've had dogs cats llamas bunnies everything so if you do want to send in your little animal feel free to send it to i'm one in ten on instagram and you will be able to find it on the endo pets highlight on my instagram page now to start off today's podcast i would like to say that it is going to be a short one and just put a little disclaimer out that i know you guys know this but i'm not a doctor So if you do hear anything today that you do feel um, inspires you or you're relating with and you're not sure if you have endometriosis but you do have all these symptoms, I encourage you to go see your general GP. I wanted to talk a little bit about what endometriosis is. I know a lot of you listening will know what endometriosis is but just in case someone does stumble across this podcast or you're researching because you have been told you may have endometriosis but haven't been diagnosed yet and haven't had the surgery, I just wanted to put out a little checklist for women that are wondering and what to do next. So to start off, endometriosis is a very common disease. In Australia, it's 10% of women that are affected by it. It is not the lining of the uterus shedding outside of the uterus. So this is a big thing that I believed for a very long time. Recent research has showed that it's actually a tissue similar to the lining. So this is why things like stopping your period, having a hysterectomy, all of that doesn't actually cure endometriosis because it's not the same tissue and it will continue to grow. I did want to talk about a couple little facts because they're things that I know I struggled with or I was told could cure endometriosis or help endometriosis and all of that. So I just wanted to put some little information (laughs) out there. So the first one is there's no cure for endometriosis, which is upsetting, but I know they are researching. There's a lot of new things happening with endometriosis research. So I'm sure we're getting closer and closer every day. Endometriosis can't be prevented. So I know that this is a big one when it comes to diseases in life like cancer and other things. A lot of the time it could have been prevented like not smoking. With endometriosis, it's not your fault that you have it. It's nothing you've done in your lifestyle. They do believe that it might be genetic. Another thing I wanted to point out is endometriosis doesn't always cause infertility. 
I know this is a big one because a lot of women with endometriosis do struggle with infertility, but just because you have endometriosis doesn't mean that you will. The other two things I wanted to talk about as well is two things I was told by doctors that I had seen was a hysterectomy will cure endometriosis, which is a complete lie and complete misinformation. It will not cure endometriosis at all. It may slow down your symptoms a little bit, but it is not a cure, as well as getting pregnant. Falling pregnant may also stop your symptoms while you're pregnant because you don't have a period. But once you give birth, there's a high chance that your endometriosis will come back. Another thing is pain levels are not related to the extent of the disease. So I think this is what makes endometriosis so hard to diagnose as someone with stage one could be having the pain of a stage four person, but someone at stage four might not even know they have endometriosis and don't have any pain at all. So this is why I think that it becomes a bit tricky. The lines are a bit blurred. Even if you're at stage one and you're in a excruciating pain, it doesn't mean that you are suffering less. Um, All the stages are different for all different women. Your pain tolerance, everything. There's a lot of different things that come with this disease. Now I did want to do kind of like a symptom checker. So grab your pens and paper. If you don't know you have endometriosis, the most common symptoms of endometriosis, it's not all of the symptoms. It might not be what you're experiencing, anything like that. But if you do experience any of these, I suggest you write it down and take it to your doctor. If your doctor doesn't listen to you and you're getting nowhere with them, find a new doctor. So you can experience painful and severe menstrual cramps, pain-induced vomiting, pain before your period, during and after your period, as well as pain during and after intercourse. You can have pelvic pain, groin, leg and back pain, severe and sudden swelling and bloating, which is commonly known as endobelly. You can have ovulation pain. You can have pain on internal examination. You can also suffer from migraine and headaches. So doctors aren't sure why, but um, I know in a lot of studies they've found that a lot of people, a lot of women that (laughs) suffer from endometriosis definitely suffer from migraines and headaches as well. You can have heavy menstrual bleeding, premenstrual spotting, irregular periods. You can have pain when you're passing urine and pain before and after passing urine, painful bowel movements, pain before and after bowel movements as well. You can also have constipation and diarrhea regularly. Some other symptoms as well that come along with endometriosis is feeling lethargic, nauseous, having extreme fatigue. You can deal with infertility issues, frequent infections, depression and anxiety, insomnia, brain fog, and feeling faint. So like I said, these aren't all the symptoms. These are just the most common ones. I know a lot of women have things like they're intolerant to coffee or gluten and dairy and sometimes someone might be intolerant and have a flare-up when they have gluten but they're not affected by dairy whereas other women could have both it changes for absolutely everyone i know that there is a symptom tracker on the endometriosis australia website which is amazing write everything down take that form to the doctor and hopefully they can help you out This is when they will probably refer you to a gynecologist. I know that there's a lot of steps that you have to take before having surgery to prove that you have endometriosis, which is annoying as hell, but at the same time, they do need to rule out any other issues like PCOS and all of that stuff. Um, For myself, I had to have a ultrasound, internal ultrasound, MRI, and then I got the surgery um, because all of them came back with nothing. So that's another thing as well, um, especially having an MRI. 
If it comes back saying that it's negative for endometriosis or deep endometriosis, sometimes it won't show up. Um, endometriosis does not show up on an ultrasound. So if they're pushing you away saying, no, it's not endometriosis, nothing's showing up, just keep fighting because the only way to have endometriosis is through the surgery. There are a lot of Facebook groups, um, Instagrams, blog sites, all of that, that um, help out with finding a community and understanding exactly what you're going through. I do recommend them, but most of all, I think that if you're struggling with chronic pain at all or um, infertility, finding out that you have endometriosis, whether or not you're dealing with chronic pain, I do believe that it's best to go see a therapist and just have someone to talk about it with. I know seeing a therapist can feel quite scary, but at the end of the day, my biggest belief and the biggest reason why I started this podcast is because I really believe that endometriosis is a mental disease as much as it is a physical disease. It's really daunting knowing that one day you've just woken up randomly and you're never going to get better and being dismissed by doctors and having to advocate for yourself it can be very heavy and it can weigh you down spiritually so I do recommend seeing a therapist unless you have an amazing support system and you feel as though mentally you are being well cared for um that's great. I'm happy for you. But if you do feel a little bit awkward talking to your friends and family about this, I 110% recommend a therapist. You can find a therapist that specializes in chronic pain or fertility. So a lot of the time, it's a lot easier to relate with those therapists because sometimes they have it themselves or they've done a lot of study and understand what you're going through. Uh, I know today's a little bit of a short one, but I did want to put it out here as one of the early episodes just so the women that do find this podcast and they're not too sure do have something to look out for because it's such an invisible disease it can take a very long time to be diagnosed and I know that the average in Australia is anywhere from 7 to 12 years even if you are a teenager and it's something that's affecting you I truly believe that you should try to advocate for yourself when it comes to a doctor honestly um after <laughs> hopping between doctors for years, I recommend finding a doctor that's going to listen to you. Definitely do your research, write down your notes. I'm someone that does suffer from anxiety a little bit. So when I get to the doctor's office, I don't know what to say. I forget all the questions I wanted to ask and all of that. So I do write down everything and head in there. So it just makes it a little bit easier. It does help out a lot. And I hope it helps you guys out too. And if you're new to this journey, welcome and just know that you're not alone. We're all here for you. Thank you for listening, guys. And until next time, stay strong. Bye.